Welcome to Abe's Front Porch Talk. Hope you guys are having a great night tonight. Well, folks, guess what? Tonight is the last night of the Ten Commandments. This is the tenth one. So, we have made it through all ten. I hope you guys have really enjoyed this. I've tried to put a spin onto the Ten Commandments than what you mainly hear in church. I know there was a lot of ways I couldn't get around to a lot, but I was trying to make more points to we all are sinners to some part and we need to stop judging and condemning others. I also know we all, even God's children, if you're claiming to be God's children, you are breaking his commandments in so many ways that you don't even realize that you're breaking his commandments in. And that's what this is all about, to show everybody, whether you're religious or not religious, this is to show everybody. And those who are not religious, maybe you grew up in a religious home, and maybe you grew up as preacher's kids, but you never heard it said the way I've said it, but you've always heard it from the old traditional ways. And... You know when it comes to the commandments, it's kind of hard to pull from the traditional ways of when you're trying to speak about it or talk about it. But when you put a different twist to it, it still comes down to the same, but it's more truth in it than it is that you normally hear. We all know you're not supposed to commit adultery. We all know you're not supposed to kill. We know you're not supposed to steal. But how far deep do they go into stealing and killing? Do they really talk about words or is it a physical thing where, oh, you can only kill with weapons? Humans kill other humans. and But don't talk about killing innocent animals or killing someone with the words. And still in a way, you can steal spiritual gifts from others and you can steal salvation away from people. Instead of just stealing money from someone, walking into their house and stealing money or their TVs or anything like a book they like so much, you know, anything like that can go beyond stealing. You can steal these spiritual gifts, and that's what I was trying to get about on these Ten Commandments here. Put that different twist into it where it still be truthful to it. But let's go on to number 10. and. This number 10 basically hits all nine, basically, that we just went through. So, let's go and let me read this one. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his ox, nor his ass, nor anything that is thy neighbors. Basically what the Tenth Commandment is, you're not supposed to want anything that your neighbor has. See, that goes along with stealing. You try to go in and interfere and you try to get with his wife, well then you're committing adultery and if you're lusting after his wife and looking upon her, you've done committed that adultery in your heart. And if you destroy the marriage and marry your neighbor's wife because of the covenants that you had, you stole. So that makes you a thief. You came in, and that's breaking the Eighth Commandment. Thou shall not steal. 
So you stole your neighbor's wife by all this covetousness. You're not supposed to want everything your neighbor has. That's what's wrong with the world today. You have all these corporations going on and all these big business people. But what they're basically trying to do is cut one another down with all the competition. You've heard the saying, it's a dog-eat-dog world. And these corporations, they are coming in and they are trying to put one another out of business. Now, I worked for a fast food chain. And we had another local fast food chain, and they're two big name restaurants. And one of the managers that I was working at, at one of the restaurants I was working at, the manager said they want to try to put the other business out. Now, they didn't care whether those people at the other restaurant had a job or not. They said that they could hire them in their store. They could come and they'll hire them. But their goal was to shut that other restaurant down. That's the problem with the world. You always want to try to cut somebody out. And that's not how it is. Because the person that's struggling in that other business may have been praying to God for God to help them with that business. Not for somebody to come in and help tear it down. You don't know what they went through to build that business. But this is the type of life we're living in. You've heard the saying, keeping up with the Joneses. Always wanting more. You're not supposed to do that. And if you notice subdivisions, when people are living in subdivisions, they got so much rules and regulations in most of them. And you can't paint your house unless you take it to the HMO, the Homeowners Association. Uh, I think that's HMA, I'm sorry. Anyways, you take it to the Homeowners Association. Okay, when they agree to it, that's fine. But your neighbor could raise cane that you painted your house and try to make a big deal out of it. You're not supposed to do that. If your neighbor wants to paint a green house with a pink fence around it, that's your neighbor's business. They worked hard and paid for that place. Don't try to come in and destroy what they have worked hard and paid for to have a nice place to their liking just because you don't like it. You still got a nice place. You fix yours up the way you want it. If you think your neighbors is ugly and stuff, I don't know what to tell you, but don't be causing problems because that's breaking the Ten Commandments. You're, you're causing all these problems in so many ways here. But if your neighbor is building a nice room addition to their house and don't and you want to add on two rooms to yours because your neighbor's built one extra room, you're not supposed to do that. You're coveting what your neighbor's doing. You're trying to outdo your neighbor. You're not supposed to do stuff like that. You do not covet these things. You do not want what your neighbor has. Like my neighbors, okay, some of them may have plenty of money and they've got nice homes and stuff, but I think they're nice. But to... Want to try to take it away from them? No. Or try to outdo them? No. I don't do that. Oh, yeah, they some drive brand new cars. And do you not think I look at these cars like, wow, it must be nice you have this car. I love to have that car. Well, that's wrong for me to even do that because that's coveting. And yes, I, I'm bad about it too. And that's what I'm saying. 
We all break the Ten Commandments down to the same way. If you can't see your own sin through the commandments and think about these things, something's wrong. So my point to all of this, you don't steal it either. You don't never take what your neighbor has. You see other nations have more stuff than what you might in your own nation. And our governments want to fight and take over. Well, that's not right. You cannot do that. Just like this land, America here, belonged to the Native Americans. And our ancestors came over and took the land away from the Native Americans. Now, they must live on a land of their own. But... That's not right. Let's go back to what belongs to the Native Americans. Not a single one of us today has even made the effort to give back to the Native Americans like we should. Now, if we really want to love God and bring God into our lives and back into our homes like we claim and we hear people talk about, we should make it right and say, hey, Give it back to the Native Americans. This was theirs before it was ours. You can come up with a thousand excuses to say how it's not theirs anymore. But it's not true. It is theirs. It was stolen away. A lot of Native Americans lost their lives due to our ancestors. And it says in the Bible that whatever your forefathers have done, your children's children shall reap. And I believe we are living in that time frame now. And you see, the churches are now closed. People are having to go into the parking lots and sit in the parking lot just to hear the gospel preach. I have my own thoughts about that. Some of it, I believe, is for a show. The other part, I believe that there might be some people there that's true and wanting to serve God and show the love of God. But... The most of it, people are just trying to put on a show for the most part. Now, but not a single one of us has even said, let's make things right and repent and give this land back to the Native Americans. If we really want to make things right and repent for what our forefathers have done, and there is scripture in the Old Testament that says that you can repent for the sins of your forefathers. And like our sins of our ancestors for what they've done to the Native Americans. We can repent and show God we repent for what they have done. Plus repent for our own individual sins and give what's back to the Native Americans. You will be surprised what will happen in this land today. You will be surprised. Now... Churches have kept so many people out of their house. And do you not think that even in today's time that God was not going to push those people out of his house and keep them locked out till they can learn to start loving and accepting everyone into his house? For his house is the house of prayer. Whosoever will come and worship me. So he said, whosoever will, but man's got who can and can't. It's not man's decision. And the biggest thing about this, you're talking about corporations building such a big empires and want to outdo others and put people out of business. Well, churches have become the same thing. Churches are building these big buildings and they have 
all that they can money wise and all these shops inside the churches and you're not supposed to have none of that in the church god turned the tables over jesus turned the tables over in his house and said my house shall be called a house of prayer now listen folks we need to take a step back and learn where we made our mistakes of covetous other churches is looking at other church to see how big they've come and try to outdo that church to get more members. And they want to steal away from the members of that church. Say, oh, come to mine. Mine's the truth. If you go to that one, they're just deceiving you and you're going to go to hell for why you believe in that church. But come over here to mine. That's covetousness. You don't do that. You don't deceive the people and shame on you for allowing a person to deceive you because that should told you right then you should not be going to that church if they're telling you that now. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. Sorry. I've been fighting my allergies, like I said in last night's episode, so I've got herbal tea I'm trying to drink. So when I pause, I'm trying to drink some of this herbal tea. And it's rough going down, trust me. Ugh. But the point to this is we need to be more careful and not try to covet the churches. Churches are doing this today to each other. And if one has a hundred members of the congregation, well, this other church is like, well, I just outdo you and try to steal some of your congregation, and that give me two hundred. That's covetousness. You're not supposed to do that. Or a certain leader certain leader in that church been there for a while and you like their leader but you won't try to deceive them and bring them over into yours you can't do that that's what the tenth commandment is saying thou shall not covet thy neighbor's house thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife nor his manservants nor his ox nor his ass nor anything that is thy neighbor's leave your neighbor stuff alone don't be stealing from one church or trying to take somebody else's member. See, that's another thing. When you're coveting after another preacher's congregation and trying to pull their leadership over into yours or one of their members, you're stealing their flock. Remember, Jesus left in 99 for the one. There was a hundred flock, but one escaped, so he left in 99 to go after that one. You don't know what that preacher had done to get that one in to make up there, and you're trying to pull them back away or pull one away to, for your congregation, you can't do that. And if you're two churches across the street from each other and one builds a big sanctuary that can hold up a thousand people, well, you don't need to, in your church, <coughs> on the other side of the street, build up to another church congregation in a build your sanctuary what i'm trying to say build up this sanctuary to where you can hold more than what the one across the street did with the thousand quit trying to outdo one another that's not what the house of god is plus all the money in the church is not all for just the church and building big mega churches therefore the community and anybody who's a member of that church to be helped not just certain people <clears throat> get over yourselves this is one of the ways people are stealing you can steal other people's congregations 
And you may get TVs and make everything look so flattering to steal all this stuff from another church. But you can't do that. You're wrong. See, you're breaking the Ten Commandments two ways. You're coveting what your neighbor has, but then you're trying to steal away too. So when you coveting and you're trying to steal away, coveting goes back to jealousy and then greed sets in. And you're determined to get what you want out of your jealousy and greed and you're breaking the Ten Commandments so you're not perfect. Why are you pushing people out your doors and telling them they can't come in and worship God because you got labels on these people. You've labeled them as such big sinners for whatever reason you think sin is and you can't see the own sin where you broke in the Ten Commandments that goes back to all these other things. Coveting leads back to stealing. Coveting leads back to adultery. Coveting leads back to false witnesses where you're telling lies. To say, for an example, the preacher across the street from your church says, hey, you've been trying to talk to one of my members and coming to your congregation and joining your church, and you say no, but they know you have. You're lying. You just lied there. And you're coveting because you want everything they're doing. What if the preacher says, well, I've noticed every time we do work on our building, you're always trying to do something bigger. And you lie your way out of it. So somehow or another, when you break a commandment, you're going to end up lying when you get caught. You're going to get caught stealing or you're going to get caught in adultery somehow. It's not just always that someone just going out here cheating on their spouse to commit the adultery like the normal teachings are. But there's other ways of coveting and stealing and things that people don't teach. And that's what this whole point of this is, to show everybody that you have failed God. You failed the Lord Jesus Christ. You made his coming in vain. You made his death upon the cross in vain and all the blood he shed in vain by breaking the Father's Ten Commandments because Jesus said when his disciples asked him, how do you know you're saved? And he said, everyone that does the Father's commandments and those who help their neighbors in neighboring countries. Now, I've talked about not feeding and clothing and giving water to drink to those who are in need in other places, other nations. That's stealing. Now you're coveting. You want more. You want what your neighbor has. You want their cars. Churches want to outdo one another, try to put churches out. Other churches may want to put this church down the street out saying they don't need to be there. We're the right one. They're the ones doing all the deceivement. But you're lying. If they believe in Jesus Christ and they're doing their own faith, then how can they be deceiving? They just have a different faith than you do. You're breaking the Ten Commandments either way. So you next time you tell somebody they're going to hell for being a homosexual or they're going to hell for being a drunkard or whatever, you need to go back and think how you broke the Ten Commandments and think about it deeper than what you've been taught. You need to pull away from the old traditional ways of things. Go back and see your own downfalls. An eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth here. How have you covered your neighbor's how have you covet your neighbor's wife or anything your neighbor had? You covet. You want so bad and you want to try to do whatever it does to take away from them or outdo them. God blessed them so mightily, but yet you want to 
be greedy and try to outdo them and just be thankful for what your neighbor does have. You have not because you ask not. So you can have if you ask. But that's all I've got. Remember, the next time you think someone is a sinner or you want to turn against your own family for whatever you have a label on them as a sinner, think about how you're the sinner of breaking these Ten Commandments right here. Get deep into it. That's the people's problem. They don't want to get too deep into these Ten Commandments because they know they will have to straighten up for sure. Guilt should fall up on you. Don't forget you're a murderer with your words. Your words can kill. And too many people has taken their life. But this is the end of the Ten Commandments. Don't forget to subscribe to Abe's Front Porch Talk. Check out my YouTube channel. Subscribe there as well. I hope you enjoy these Ten Commandments. Please forward and share with your family and friends. I hope you guys had an awesome time. And may you all be blessed. Thank you.